Chapter Nine House Parties of Etiquette Made Easy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, BC. Etiquette Made Easy by Edward Squire. House Parties the house party is made up of any number of guests from half a dozen to a score and may be merely for a few days or for any desired length of time but whatever is to be the length of the guest's stay it should be specifically stated in the invitation it is a common saying that an invitation that sets no time for the visit is no invitation at all and the saying is quite true so in writing her invitation a hostess mentions the exact day for the guest's arrival and as well the exact day of departure the invitation is always a note written in the first person the following may serve as an illustration the oaks hyde park april tenth nineteen nineteen dear mrs ashland i should be delighted to have you come to us for the next weekend and i hope that there is no previous engagement to prevent your giving us this pleasure the best train for you to take from the city is the one leaving at three in the afternoon mr lawrence will meet this at the station here on friday in eager anticipation of your visit believe me cordially yours ella lawrence the guest's answer to the invitation must be of the promptest whether it accepts or rejects the proposal of a visit it should of course be written in the first person the wording is a matter for the individual taste and the form following is offered merely as a suggestion forty seven tremont street new york april eleventh nineteen nineteen dear mrs lawrence i am more than pleased than i can tell you to receive your kind invitation since there is nothing to prevent my acceptance of it i shall take the three o'clock train on friday afternoon for hyde park and i am looking forward very eagerly to being with you so soon yours sincerely roberta ashland the declination of the invitation should contain some fitting expression of regret and an explanation as to the causes that render an acceptance impossible it is imperative that a girl should be met at the station by her host in person or if convenient preferably by the hostess or perhaps by both but this attention is not obligatory in the case of a married couple or with a bachelor guest but these two should be met at the station by a servant if not by the host and duly conveyed to the house where they are to be entertained the guest on arrival should be welcomed at the entrance by the hostess if she has not been to the station and after the greeting she escorts the guest if this is a woman to
to the chamber she is to occupy and there leaves her to freshen herself after the journey when the luggage is brought in a competent maid will unpack it and distribute the contents through the drawers of the bureau and in the closet and render such other services as may be required a less competent maid can at least unstrap the luggage remove trays and help in the disposal of the contents in the case of a man after being greeted by his hostess he is conducted to his room by the host the wardrobe requirements for the visitor at a house party are regulated by the probable nature of the entertainment that will be provided by the season of the year and by the particular social status of the host no hard and fast rule can be given thus where a woman visits a country house for a few days in the summer she needs no larger wardrobe than can be carried in the tiniest of trunks suitcase and hat box the hat used for traveling will serve her also on occasion during the visit but she will need in addition a sport hat for tramping or outdoor games and another hat of sufficient elegance for wear at a lawn party or wherever more elaborate dress is necessary the frock should follow the lines thus indicated and there should be a sufficiency of dainty waist and footgear besides the inevitable decollete gowns for evening wear for the man also evening clothes are essential and he should be provided with flannels besides the business suit in which he travels for winter the change in season would demand a corresponding change in the manner of dress especially for out of doors the hostess plans sufficient entertainment for her guests but if she is discreet she does not plan too many things it is customary to leave the mornings to the devices of the guests to be occupied by them according to their individual pleasure where a morning start is required on some expedition such as a picnic the hostess is likely to leave the evening free from any special entertainment it is the duty of the guests to conform to the habits of the household if the party assembles together for breakfast he or she must make one of the number though the hour may be too early or too late for personal convenience likewise the guest should accept such disposal of his or her time as the hostess may choose to make even when the preference would be quite otherwise the tactful hostess of course studies the likes and dislikes of her guests and seeks to reconcile her hospitality so far as possible to their prejudices it is customary to give tips on leaving a house party to those servants with whom the guest has been brought more closely in contact the maid who has attended to the room should receive a dollar from the visitor for a few days the butler if there is one should receive a dollar and a half the amount for the chauffeur should be regulated to some extent 
by his personal service in the guest's behalf where there has been none a dollar is sufficient these figures are applicable in the cases of unmarried women and bachelors although the tendency of the latter is to give more the sums named however are regarded as acceptable by the servants themselves naturally they enjoy the lavish even prodigal tips given by certain persons of wealth who are more ostentatious than discreet such indiscretions however need not set up a false standard for other guests in the case of a husband and wife the tips to maid and butler etc should be increased it is usual for the wife to tip the female servants while the husband satisfies those of his own sex when the care of the guest's shoes devolves on a houseboy, he too should be remembered with a half dollar the male guests frequently give a tip of a dollar or more to the cook it is the duty of the hostess in the case of a woman visitor to bid her farewell in person even if this should necessitate arising at an unpleasantly early hour but in the case of a man's leaving thus early it suffices if she makes her farewell the night before it then becomes the duty of the host to attend on the guest for the breakfast and departure in about a week after such a visit the guest should write a note to the hostess expressing warm appreciation of the hospitality thus enjoyed it is also permissible for the guest to send a gift that is not too costly such as a book or any simple thing that may serve as a token of remembrance but this is in no wise obligatory and in fact good taste is likely to prevent the bestowal of such a gift in most cases there could hardly be anything less satisfactory to a hostess than a string of such souvenirs from her whilom guests where the visit is a very short one less than two days it is customary to dispense with the bread and butter letter end of chapter nine recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c